From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm Kate Burdett. Coming up on today's show, this year marks the 15th anniversary of Pelotonia, the Central Ohio Bike Race and Ride event that raises funds for critical cancer research. We'll talk to Alita Smith, one of Pelotonia's key team members, about some new features of this year's Ride Weekend and more. We'll have the latest from the Locked On podcasts and from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. Let's go. For the 15th year, Central Ohio is going to be full of bicyclists. That's because Pelotonia is taking to the roadways for the 15th year. Alita Smith is the chief marketing officer for Pelotonia. Yes, that is a big job. And she joins us today for some last minute chat about the big event. Hi, Alita. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, very exciting. Next weekend is Pelotonia Ride Weekend, the 15th anniversary. That's incredible. It is incredible. You know, Pelotonia was started 15 years ago. And over the course of this time, his, this community has raised more than $265 million. And every single dollar raised has supported innovative cancer research at the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center and James Cancer Hospital. And the work that they're doing there, we know, is saving lives every day. Indeed, it is. For those who may not be familiar with the term Pelotonia or the name, what exactly is this? Well, Pelotonia has a fun history in terms of the name. So if there are any Tour de France fans out there, you might be familiar with the word Peloton. It really means a group of cyclists working together to do uh, something that no one can do on their own. And so it's a wonderful inspiration for our name, Pelotonia, which is this amazing community. We'll have over 11,000 participants in one way or another this year, all dedicated to this one goal. And that one goal is ending cancer. It's a a bike race, a a nice bike ride for some. And there are various different courses that uh, participants can take take part in, right? From longer ones to relatively shorter ones. Absolutely. So Ride Weekend kicks off on Friday, August 4th with our opening ceremony event, which will be a lot of fun this year. We've got great musical entertainment uh, lined up and a lot of activities for the community. And then on Saturday morning, we get going August 5th and 6th with routes ranging from 24 all the way up to those two-day riders who can ride up to 184 miles. Wow. And they do that. It's really remarkable to me. I've had a lot of friends and colleagues who have participated over the years and will send out their notifications. Hey, I'm doing this. Please pledge and support me. And I think I couldn't ride that far on a bike. (laughs) I bet you could. I bet you could. You know, the routes are well supported along the way. We've got amazing rest stops with goodies and hydration. So we always encourage folks, I think, uh, get going on that 24-mile route. It's definitely possible. If you're doing the longer rides, of course, we would encourage you to do some training. But uh, first and foremost, I always say if your bike is still in the garage, get it out, dust it off, and, and get going. Absolutely. I've also heard the opening ceremony that you mentioned that will be happening Friday night is really quite a moving event, isn't it? 
It is. It is an inspirational and an emotional time. You get to see this whole community come together really in celebration of the work they've done and the progress that we know is to come in this important cause of seeing an end to cancer. And so more than 11,000 folks will gather at McPherson Park and North Bank Park in downtown Columbus, pick up their credentials, drop off their bikes eat an amazing menu um, and participate in all sorts of activities. And then we've got a great stage program. As I mentioned, we've got um, amazing live music happening this year on the stage. And we've been uh, fortunate to partner with Music Columbus on some of the acts this year. So uh, really excited to announce who those performers will be soon. So this year is the 15th anniversary. Are you doing anything special to recognize that? Absolutely. We've got a lot of uh, fun things that we have planned to recognize that at our opening ceremony event, we'll have this amazing timeline of the history and the impact of Pelotonia. We have um, for Ride Weekend launched all new routes this year. So for our participants who have ridden many years, they will get to have a new Ride Weekend cycling experience and that will be exciting. And then the last big thing we're doing this year is launching a brand new event gravel day which is a different type of cycling in a different part of the state and that will take place on september 30th and of course again it's all for one goal and that is to end cancer you're doing amazing things with pelotonia in terms of raising resources and awareness about cancer research and coming up i want to get a little deeper into that and talk about some of the ways that pelotonia has impacted cancer research it's coming up in just a few here on ohio sports magazine Only two fan hosts funk up the entire radio station by microwaving extremely smelly food. And they're both on this show. What's that smell? Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to three. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Welcome back to Ohio Sports Magazine. We're chatting today with Alita Smith, Chief Marketing Officer for Pelotonia, the big, huge bike event that takes place every year in central Ohio to raise money to end cancer. They're doing amazing things to fund cancer research. And next weekend, about 11,000 people and their bicycles will be involved riding all over the state of Ohio with that one goal in mind. Alita, tell me more about how Pelotonia is having an impact on cancer research, not just here in Ohio, but pretty much around the world. Absolutely. With 100% of every dollar raised going to fund innovative research at the Comprehensive Cancer Center at Ohio State, we know that the therapies and the breakthroughs are going to improve the lives of people uh, who are diagnosed with cancer. You know, there are treatments being used today that weren't even invented 15 years ago when Pelotonia was started. And so this work is so critically important. Pelotonia funds research across all 20 major cancer types and across the spectrum, cancer prevention, cancer treatment, and even into programs and therapies that help cancer survivors. And so this research doesn't just stay in central Ohio. The impact of these findings and breakthroughs really go around the globe. Everyone has some connection to cancer, whether it's their their own experience, a relative, a loved one, a friend, whoever. No one can say cancer has not touched their life. And there's so many like big words and, and scary things that come with cancer. But there's also a lot of amazing science. The Pelotonia Institute for Immuno-Oncology. That is a mouthful, but it sounds like a pretty important thing. Can you tell us more about that? 
The Palatine Institute for Immuno-Oncology was established in 2019 with a pledge from the Palatine community, and the work that is happening there is really tremendous. It is leading to improved outcomes and increased survivorship for those in our community and beyond. Immuno-Oncology is the study of a science that is meant to use your body's own immune system to fight cancer. If you think about that, how remarkable, right? Um, and so I want everyone who's listening to know these aren't, you know, futuristic uh, 50 years from now sorts of therapies. These therapies are actually in practice today and are being used as the new emerging standard of care for many types of cancer. So obviously here in Ohio, in many of our communities, and especially in central Ohio, we can sort of see firsthand the importance of innovative cancer research. But how is the work that Pelotonia and your fundraising, how is that impacting patients in their daily lives? How are they being helped? So we know that it takes uh, amazing scientists, amazing researchers, and amazing care providers to deliver um, the types of treatments that are going to help save lives. You know, Pelotonia has funded so many important things, but I'll give you one example. There's a drug uh, by the name of abrutinib that Pelotonia helped support in its earliest clinical trials. And because of that support and the research that came uh, from that work, this drug is now approved in more than 100 countries and has been used to treat more than 270,000 patients worldwide. And so you can see kind of the pipeline from funding these innovative ideas that actually translate into therapies and treatments that really impact the patient experience. It's not often that when someone gets involved in a fundraising event and there are so many to choose from, it's a, it's a lot a lot going on out there that you can actually see and hear about these direct results of the money that's being raised right here in central Ohio. It all starts next weekend with a bike ride to put it very, very simply and not to oversimplify, but when Pelotonia ride weekend kicks off for its 15th anniversary, these things that we are talking about, these amazing breakthroughs in cancer research and in cancer therapies are are being created with each pedal stroke. Coming up, we are going to talk about how you can get involved if you'd like to. There's still time to be a part of Pelotonia, and we're going to get a little deeper into this year's new event, the Gravel Ride. It's all coming up on Ohio Sports Magazine. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. 
To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. As we celebrate America's Independence Day this week, we must also celebrate and advocate to protect our students' freedom to learn a full and honest history of our country. The foundation of a strong democracy is high-quality public education. Having age-appropriate conversations about the tough topics of our history will allow today's students to become strong leaders of tomorrow. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Along with the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arboriculture, while you're outside, this is a great time to be on the lookout for invasive plant species like honeysuckle, poison hemlock, and even wild parsnip, which can cause severe skin blistering, so be careful. Invasive species can wreak all sorts of havoc, like altering the native food web, making it harder on native wildlife, altering soil chemistry, even creating a better environment for things like ticks and mosquitoes. To learn more or to find a certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Hot rods, muscle cars, trick trucks, and more. America's favorite car show is back for its 40th anniversary season and our biggest show of the year. Cruise on out for the Good Guys 25th Summit Racing Nationals presented by PVG. All this weekend at the Ohio Expo Center in Columbus. Don't miss this huge weekend of automotive happening featuring over 6,000 classic rides on display. Good Guys CPP autocross racing action and so much more. It's all happening all this weekend at the Ohio Expo Center. Hang with the good guys where real car people come to play. Get details at good-guys.com. Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. We're chatting with Alita Smith. She's the chief marketing officer for Pelotonia. That is a huge bicycling event. Takes place every year in central Ohio. This is the 15th anniversary year. Pelotonia funds cancer research and some of the breakthroughs that the money raised by Pelotonia have led to are really remarkable therapies and different things that have been learned about cancer simply because people cared enough to sign up and say, I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of this Peloton. Alita, what are the fundraising requirements for a Pelotonia participant this year? Those who choose to ride in our event can ride anywhere from 24 to 184 miles. Fundraising commitments start at uh, $1,250. And we always encourage folks that are thinking, oh, that might be hard to give it a shot. You know, email your family and friends, send them text messages, post some messages on social media. Everyone has either been touched by cancer themselves or certainly knows someone who has been touched by cancer. And I think it's a cause everyone can rally behind. It's always surprising when you put out a fundraising call like that, as I think we all have at different times in our lives, to see who responds and to see who, oh my gosh, they gave that much? Okay. It it can be a daunting number when you first hear it, but it adds up so quickly. Also, uh, I would encourage uh, anyone in, in participating to take advantage of 
that matching situation with employers. So many do that, and I would imagine Pelotonia, like anyone else, is uh, making that possible, right? Absolutely. Uh, when folks go to donate on our site, they can actually automatically see if their employer uh, matches gifts, and then we will connect them with the information they need to make that happen. And I'll also mention, you know, 100% of every dollar raised is supporting innovative cancer research here at the James. You know, the James will soon be the second largest cancer hospital in North America. So we've got top tier researchers committed to finding breakthroughs in this disease. And I think, you know, for those out there fundraising or those considering a donation, just remember that every dollar makes a difference. I have a close friend who was diagnosed with cancer in the Washington, D.C. area and said, I'm going to Columbus, Ohio. I want to be treated at the James. And that was a very, very good choice for them to make. So hometown pride, of course, but uh, you can't argue with it being the second largest cancer center. And they're doing amazing things there. So for Pelotonia Ride Weekend next weekend, we've touched a little on the fact that it's the 15th anniversary, so there will be celebration. There will be all of the festivities along the different ride routes that are always there for participants. It really is a great time. I've talked to people that have done Pelotonia before who have talked about how they've made new friends. They they every year get together with their group of riders and, and do the ride again. It's it's such an inspirational event for so many people. Um, the Gravel Day event is something I wanted to touch on because gravel and bikes don't necessarily sound like they should go together. Well, they don't if you're uh, used to riding, riding on the road and thinking about it in that context. But gravel cycling is actually the fastest growing segment of cycling right now. And Ohio doesn't have mountains and we don't have beaches, but we actually have a lot of these country unpaved um, roads uh, that are fine gravel that are beautiful to ride on. And so we are really excited in our 15th year to bring a new experience to the community and invite gravel cyclists to join us in Pelotonia's one goal by launching Gravel Day. Uh, this uh event will take back place on September 30th down in the Nelsonville, Ohio area. And it will be an amazing opportunity for folks uh, who might be used to riding the roads to try a different style of riding. Okay, so Gravel Day, Ride Weekend, all of the events are somewhere on the internet for us to find. Give us that address, Alita. Absolutely. All of the information to participate, whether you want to ride or volunteer, it takes more than 3,000 volunteers to make all of this happen, Mm -hmm. are available on our website, www.pelotonia.org. That's P-E-L-O-T-O-N-I-A dot O-R-G. All right. And certainly, if maybe you're not feeling like riding or volunteering while you're there, you can make a donation. We certainly encourage that. Absolutely. Pelotonia 2023. I can't believe it's been 15 years. It's so exciting. And I can't wait to see the the groups of cyclists take off from that starting line and more importantly, watch them cross the finish line. Alita Smith, we'll let you get back to planning. I bet you have a lot of bike tires to pump up, right? Well, you know, there's a lot of pieces and parts that come together. <laughs> it's a great community and a great weekend. We hope everyone will come out and cheer us on. Best of luck to you and all of the riders. And thanks so much for your time today, Alita. Thank you. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. 
Bishop and Friends. Iowa has four rivalry games. Well, it's just more tradition at a school like Iowa. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do that. Bishop and Friends. Sponsored by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. It's time to talk Cleveland Browns football with Tyvis Powell from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and our Eric Reeser. Talking with Tyvis Powell, national champion defensive back at The Ohio State University, former NFL DB. He's the current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. You can hear him on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus. And this fall, coming to your television or streaming device, you can see him on the Big Ten Network on their Big Ten tailgate show. Tyvis, congrats on the news, buddy. How are you preparing to travel the Big Ten this fall? First of all, thank you very much. Um, you know, I'm, I'm flying out on Fridays. You know, obviously I got to do some studying of these other teams. You know, I think we opened up with Purdue versus, um, I think it's Fresno State. So I got to do educate myself on that one. But I'm looking forward to just getting out there and just talking ball. I mean, I got to do the tailgate show last year with Mike Hall, and that was a success. I really enjoyed my time there. I think Mike enjoyed his style, so it'll be nice to just get out there and have fun and and also be able to educate people on the game of football. It was a busy week in the Big Ten uh, with football media days taking place in Indianapolis. Uh, Among several things for Ohio State, Buckeyes head coach Ryan Day discussed the possibility of the Ohio State-Michigan game being moved to a date earlier than the final game of the season for both sides. Tyvis, as an Ohio State alum, what did you think when you heard that? Uh, well, the first thing I thought is that, you know, Ohio State is big on tradition. Um, I understood why he felt that way um, because it is you possibly could get the back-to-back games and stuff like that. And, you know, people don't really want to do that, go against the same team two weeks in a row. So I understand it from that point, that standpoint. But I don't think that it's going to happen as often as people believe that it may um, I'm fine with the game stand where is that I don't think it can be moved because it just holds so much tradition. You know, it, it would really mess up Thanksgiving or that whole week of Thanksgiving because so for so many years everybody has known you have Thanksgiving and then you have these these rivalry games after Thanksgiving that Saturday. So I think it'll kinda of take away from that a little bit. Um but his reasoning for it is, is a valid reason. I just don't see it happening. Tyvis, three of the four teams that made the college football playoff last season are entering 2023 with a brand new quarterback under center. That includes the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Ryan Day earlier this week was noncommittal in naming either Kyle McCord or Devin Brown or Tristan Jebbia the starter and even kind of fed speculation of the Buckeyes using a two quarterback system. Tyvis, I'm asking you to put on your coaching hat. Do you think Ryan Day knows who his quarterback is going to be? And could you guess at a date where he'll make that official? I think Ryan Day has a great idea of who his quarterback will be for the season. Um, I think that, you know, you don't want to, in, in today's where the transfer portal is something that's very real. And I think you don't want the guys to, you don't want to go into the season with one less quarterback because you, your guy has hit the transfer portal. So I think that you have to hold out on certain things for that reason. Um but I think I think he knows exactly who his quarterback is, and I think I think it's Kyle McCord personally because it's just you know if you if both quarterbacks are dead even like you say, then you have to go off with the one thing that separates the two, and the thing that separates the two is experience. Kyle McCord has the experience. Yes, it was against Akron, but he has 
in live game experience. You kind of know what you're going to get from Kyle McCord already. So I think that's why, to me, I think it's really not as close as he portrays it to be. Talking with now officially official Tyvis Powell of the Big Ten Network. He's also an analyst on the Cleveland Browns Radio Network, and you can hear him on ONN affiliate WBNS uh, FM in Columbus. Talking of the Wolverines and the Michigan football program, uh, Jim Harbaugh, the head coach, is expected to miss the first few games of the upcoming season as the NCAA says he misled them during an investigation into alleged recruiting violations. And the story goes he bought a few recruits lunch back in 2020. Tyvis, why is the NCAA still trying to police things that, at least from my perspective, don't seem like that big of a deal? Well, it's because it's their last time to throw the hammer down. You know, nowadays, those things are totally legal. But, you know, the NCAA want to still feel like they have that power and they still have that authority. So they want to be able to at least throw the hammer down one last time. Because after this, after 2020, you know, all of these things became legal. So now... You know, you won't be able to punish these guys for that. However, you know, as much as I talk bad about the Wolverines, I still won't say the M word, but as much as I talk bad about the Wolverines, I will say that this one was, you know, it was justified in the fact that, you know, Jim is just doing everything he can to take care of his players. You know, if you're buying them a hamburger, I mean, that's, I don't see what the problem with that is. Um, I think the reason that he even is getting the suspension is because he lied about it. I think if he would have just come out and just said, you know, yeah, these are my guys. I take care of my players. I'm looking after them. They didn't have any money. So I decided to buy them a hamburger. You know, I think that the NCAA, if they have any type of heart and soul, they would understand that and they would have got them a slap on the wrist. But I think for the simple fact that he chose to lie about what he did and all the other things, you know, watching practices and having coaches out there, I think that's what made this you know bigger than what it is so instead of him getting a slap on the wrist that he probably would have got which probably been like a fine or something like that they decided hey we're gonna since you decided a lot of us that you broke you know that that bond that we had that we can't trust you here we're gonna give you a four game suspension now four games doesn't mean anything because it's against some cupcake opponents and he gets to be at practice that entire week. He just won't be at the game. So I think it's really not that bad in the grand scheme of things, but I think that's why they did it. Uh, Talking with Tyvis Powell, you can hear him on the Cleveland Browns radio network. And for the Browns, there will be a game next Thursday in Canton, uh, the Hall of Fame game. They'll be taking on the New York Jets. Tyvis, what should expectations be for this Cleveland Browns team next Thursday? next week in Canton like what should the expectation be coming fresh out of camp in West Virginia going to play the New York Jets in the first of several preseason games what should fans expect to see from this Browns offense with Deshaun Watson for however long he plays and from a brand new Browns defense well Deshaun Watson and the rest of the starters probably won't even touch the field in this game so I wouldn't they wouldn't see them at all um, what you really want to see is you want to see those guys, those rookies and those the guys that's going to provide depth to this team. So you want to see these guys go out on offense, make plays. Now, in the preseason games, they try to keep everything pretty much vanilla, plain and simple, so you won't so nobody will know exactly what you're doing. You just want to see these guys dominate their one on one matchups. I think that's going to be the key takeaway because um, you never know. One of these guys, like if we see Jerome Ford out there or, or maybe a John Kelly, you know, if these guys decide to keep three running backs, who's going to be the third running back? You know, if, who's going to be that fifth or sixth wide receiver that they decide to keep? Um, what does the new defense look like? 
You know, how does it, how do they line up? That's going to be one of the interesting things. And then another interesting thing is that I'm curious to see is now that touchbacks are on kickoff for fair catching, how often do these returners decide to waive the fair catch? Do they completely take kickoff out of the game by deciding to take the fair catch? So I think that's something that's, that Browns fans can look forward to. But you won't really get to see a lot of the, the, the nuts and bolts of it until next week or the week after that. Hear them on the Cleveland Browns radio network statewide. Listen to him on ONN affiliate WBNS FM in Columbus. And coming this fall, see his lovely face on the Big Ten Network, Saturdays on the Big Ten Tailgate. Tyvis Powell, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thank you so much for having me on. Always and forever, go Bucks and go Brown. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night at 9. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time to discuss Cincinnati Reds baseball and hear from Steve Offenbaker of Locked On Reds with our Paul Keels. It's our chance to talk with Steve Offenbaker from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And Steve, we talk after the Cincinnati Ball Club just finished their series in Milwaukee. And you may be too young to remember this, but in the days of the Big Red Machine when they were dominating everybody, the last place Padres always gave them fits. Is this kind of what's happening with the Reds in Milwaukee this year? Oh, absolutely. I am so glad that we don't play the Milwaukee Brewers again in the regular season. Uh, I hope that between now and a potential postseason run, the Reds figure this out. Because for whatever reason, the Milwaukee Brewers have the red numbers. They are in their heads. Uh, you just go into it expecting the worst to happen. I, I haven't seen anything like this in a long time. Is there something, Steve, about Milwaukee's pitching specifically that kind of seems to make this as frustrating as it is? I don't know that it's the the pitching in particular being better than anybody else's pitching. I think that what we're seeing from the Reds is them trying to trying to break this narrative in an artificial way and doing things they don't normally do. It just looks to me like the Reds hitters at bats are different when they play Milwaukee. It looks like the the pitching staff expects guys like. Christian Yelich should be able to find a way to get to them. Uh, it, it seems that Milwaukee's doing a good job of forcing the Reds outside of their normal game, and I think that's the difference in this series. Is some of the pitching from the Red staff, Steve, being a little bit... Now, let me think of a different way of asking you this. <laughs> when we see, especially Ben Lively in the last game, uh, guys putting together some decent outings, not great, but everything else is just getting lost in the wash? Yeah, the, the starting pitching has been a lot better. And, and guys like Andrew Abbott have been phenomenal. Ben Lively has really come on strong. Uh, the starting pitching is where we were pointing at the weakness. And it has gotten a little bit better outside of, uh, you know, a couple guys that continue to struggle and the Reds still win in spite of it. But I think a lot of the concern now is the wear and tear on the bullpen and, and, and little cracks starting to show in the armor of guys like Alexis Diaz. You know, people that were, you know, money at the beginning of the season and money through now starting to wear down a little bit, which is what's going to make the trade deadline all that more interesting to see what Nick crawl can do to 
fortify the the pitching staff just a little bit. Steve, you mentioned Alexis Diaz. I want to go back to him for a second. And, you know, the other, I think it was the next to last game in Milwaukee. He was up, he was down. And then it had to come in when the lead kind of got threatened in the game. The Reds won by one run. Are we seeing some overuse from him and specifically, specifically David Bell being in a position to second guess himself about when to call him in? Yeah, I think so. I think that uh, Alexis Diaz cannot be out continue to pitch at the pace that he's pitching. Uh, the Reds are going to have to go out and get some help. And 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 look, there's there's some tears in this bullpen right now. You've got Alexis Diaz, Lucas Sims, and Buck Farmer. That is the the A plus grouping right there. And they've all pitched really well. And then you get in and some of the next guys, Derek Law and Ian Jabot and Alex Young, and those guys come in and they're not quite as reliable. But with with the Reds being in a playoff pennant push for the first time in a long time, I can understand why David Bell wants to get that top flight group in there as much as he does. But for those guys to be useful in October baseball in a potential playoff scenario, they're going to have to get them some help now so that they can have multiple days off in a row and not have to warm up every day, every other day uh, in the event that something goes sideways. Before further delving into the possible trade talk, I want to ask you about Ellie De La Cruz, Ellie De La Cruz Stephen. Uh, just first off, your thoughts on how pitching has adjusted to him, but also how he continues to affect the game defensively. You know, he is, he is just a great talent. When you watch him on the field defensively, he, he has the ability to, to throw a ball harder than I think we've seen anybody throw a ball. In this whole stat cast era, uh, they've measured his throws across the infield uh, as being the top the top hardest thrown throws uh, that they've recorded. Uh, He really is just a special talent and it's not just him at the plate. I think that with Ellie, you know, he's going to continue to make adjustments and get better and better and better. And and Jeff called this uh, just the other day before he got, uh, before Ellie De La Cruz got his off day in that he was going to have a day off and come back and rebound and and be the guy. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, He came back and hit home runs and back to back games. He, uh, has continued to evolve. And I think that there will be more adjustments. Uh, you know, Ellie De La Cruz is a very young guy and this is a very smart league, a very information driven league. They're going to continue to try and find holes in his swings and make adjustments. But the exciting thing is what we've seen so far from him, both offensively and defensively is his ability to make the adjustments as well and compensate for what the other teams are trying to do. Now, Steve, as the trade deadline approaches, you and Jeff were talking it on your podcast earlier this week. Uh, and if you would just kind of reiterate the feelings and the faith in Nick Crawl and any decision that he will make based on the decisions he's made so far. Well, looking back over what Nick Crawl has done so far, I think that for the first time in a long time, I'm able to say I trust what the Reds front office is trying to do. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with the ownership group. That doesn't have anything to do with the coaching staff. I'm talking specifically about Nick Crawl and his gang. They're in the front office that make these decisions as far as deals go. Uh, I think he showed us last what he was able to do in the Tyler Malley deals, what he was able to get in return. Luis Castillo, what he was able to get in return for Sonny Gray, he showed us he knows what he's doing. And he also showed us that he has a plan, he has a vision. And what we're seeing right now is that plan coming to life, that that vision being realized. Uh, I trust him to go out and use some of the red surplus, and that could be something as as big name as trading a Jonathan India or surplus that's still down in the minor leagues to bring in a bullpen arm that would be a significant upgrade or a starting pitcher that would be considered a fourth or fifth starter to bridge the gap until Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo return. Those are the deals I think Nick Crawl is looking to make, and I wouldn't expect them to come 
until right at the deadline when teams get a little panicky trying to unload payroll, trying to get something in return for a guy that's going to walk. I think that we won't see a, a splash deal uh, you know, three days before the deadline. It'll be right at the last minute. We want to encourage everybody to check out the Locked on Reds podcast for all the information. Steve Offenbeger, thanks as always for your time, Steve. Much appreciated. Appreciate it, Paul. Thank you very much. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself, or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate, WBNS-TV in Columbus, has more. Haley Kirby, reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson, in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. From the Ohio News Network. Along with the Ohio chapter of the International Society of Arboriculture, while you're outside, this is a great time to be on the lookout for invasive plant species like honeysuckle, poison hemlock, and even wild parsnip, which can cause severe skin blistering, so be careful. Invasive species can wreak all sorts of havoc, like altering the native food web, making it harder on native wildlife, altering soil chemistry, even creating a better environment for things like ticks and mosquitoes. To learn more or to find a certified arborist near you, go to treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you have foot pain? Foot pain is not normal regardless of your age or job. Podiatric physicians are the most qualified doctors to care for your feet and can provide important foot care solutions or shoe inserts to better manage foot pain. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality foot and ankle care. We've been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Bodie Wells. Thank you, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the guys discuss why Deshaun Watson needs to put last year in the rearview mirror. Here's how you avoid the controversy, okay? 
You don't let a door be open to any discussion about what happened last year. Last year has to be dead and buried in a concrete vault and sealed with steel all the way around it. It cannot be broached. It cannot be discussed. It happened. Let's hope Deshaun grew from it. But my, my disappointment was this young man has to be coached to where he has to be told if they bring it up, what did you learn from last year? There's got to be an off-ramp for you. And here's the off-ramp. I looked at my watch before I came out here. And my calendar tells me it's July 2023. I live my life looking out the windshield, not the rearview mirror. The guys also chatted about why this season could be now or never for David Njoku, a potential new stadium for the Browns, Nick Chubb in the running back position, and kicker Cade York. Ultimately, the guy with the most approved is David Njoku. That's my guy. (laughs) That's my guy. David Njoku has been paid... As an elite tight end. Yeah. David Njoku has been at his best a above average tight end. And even that is stretching maybe a little. Average to slightly above average. How's this? He's in he's been in the upper half of tight end. Sure. But, but, but so if that makes him above average, but yeah. it's barely. But he's on the lower end of the upper half. I agree with that hundred percent. The the money he's been paid, the opportunities he's been given. Everything is set up for him to have a great year this year. And if he doesn't find... And the only thing I'll say is, you know, Travis Kelsey and and guys like that, they're the anomalies. There are a lot of tight ends who have taken a while to develop. But this is a long time. And I went in the stadium deal thinking... They can't rehab this thing. They have, they're going to build a new stadium. You have to build a new stadium. It's the only like logical solution here to this whole thing. And then we go to the owners' meetings in, in Arizona this year, and I sit with Jimmy and Dee, me and a number of other reporters, and I walk away writing the story going, they got me with Baker. I wonder if they're getting me again, because I tend to believe that they actually really truly want to try and figure out how to renovate this thing, and they got me again because they're not going to renovate. They're going to go build a new stadium. Which is what I've been saying for four or five years. Go down to 480 and 77. Build whatever you want. You can build a palace down there. Mixed-use retail and shopping and, and apartment living, condos, whatever, everything else. And just print the money that rolls in on it. Now, the reason that that Nick Chubb's contract looks so good right now and is worth so much is because the Browns, the, the organization, the Cleveland Browns, do a great job of protecting him. See, the problem with why these running backs are flaming out so fast it's because, like, you think of a Zeke, you think of Zeke Elliott, you think of a Derrick Henry. These guys were the offense. Like, they literally was getting the ball 30, 40 times a game, and that was for, for years, for mm-hmm. years. And now they get to four or five years in, their bodies have taken that beating. Well, the Cleveland Browns are doing the smart thing where we complain about Nick Chubb not getting the ball 20 times a game, but they are trying to extend Nick Chubb's career and try to have him be you know, successful and be a top running back in his league for more than just two or three years. So I think that's why he can quote unquote be the exception because of the organization that he's in. But if he was with Dallas or Tennessee or whoever runs the ball heavily, he'd be flamed out after four or five years and he'd be just like the rest of them. So my number one is Cade York. How many games come down to kicking (laughs) in the NFL? Half the games come down to three points or less. We've seen him deliver against Carolina. We've seen him struggle. This is obvious to me. The kicking game is so important in the NFL. I, I, I like the pick. I know drafting a kicker that high kind of split people in half. Of That's a terrible idea. No, that's great. I'm of the belief that was the one spot 
in the draft where they got the number one guy on their draft board. He's not a normal kicker in terms of the swagger and the confidence. I don't think it was shaken by last year and, and some of the problems that he had. I expect him to come back now that he's been through it once. I expect a big year out of him. And just the way that games are decided in the NFL, so many games come down to kicks and last-second kicks. I want that guy on my team. To me, it's obvious it's Cade York. To catch the full breakdown, just search for the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and enjoy their daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's show next here on the Ohio News Network. Rothman and Ice. When these traditional programs have fallen on hard times, most programs go, we need to get somebody that gets us, that can sell us with passion. Rothman and Ice, weekdays at noon. Sponsored by your local Pella Window showroom. The Fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guest, Alita Smith, the Chief Marketing Officer for Pelotonia. Next weekend is Ride Weekend, and there's still time to register. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Bodie Wells, Eric Reeser, Matt Andrews, and Paul Keels, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1